Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. Bob Galen here. How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks for asking. I'm, I always am asking you. All right, so we are going to make this a quick intro because you know what? We're a top 10 podcast. We are a top 10, but he said that you ramble a little bit. I ramble? Yeah. He said we ramble together. Did he? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're a All team, right. Bob. We win as a team. So we, we need to stay team. on point. So right. So we're going to go this. quick. We're going to go quick. Okay. You've heard it before. You're going to hear it again. Techwell, Agile, DevOps, East, Orlando, Florida. I'll be there. First week of November. I'll be there. Josh You'll be is there. there. We're there for the week. Lots of stuff going on. And this Lots is last stuff. minute, folks. Like we're talking like next week slash this week, depending on when you listen. So you've got to jump on this. you got to use promo code META18 to save your four, yourself $400. 400, 400 buckaroos. 400 Smackaroos. Now, if you waited to the last minute, it's going to cost you a little bit more. But we can save but we can you that save money that. and that so extra, is, that last minute. Exactly. Right? So you missed the early bird. So what was that again? That code was? Meta 18. Meta 18. M-E-T-A-1-8. Yes. Okay. So second promo, my live stream. So Kazi and my live stream. Everyone, big news, world-shattering news. This mm-hmm. is bigger than Trump. Yep. I logged in this morning. I got an account on what is uh, Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Uh, I got a Twitch account. They made me. I have a password. I have an account. I logged in. I listened. That's the only thing I could do. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. He was in the chat. He was engaged. I was in the chat. Was I was asking engaged. questions. I was listening to Josh. I was learning. He was intelligible. <laughs> Why didn't you say it like it's a surprise? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was good. I've never heard Josh talk so much in my life. And you all know what I mean. Wink, wink. <laughs> it was it was very very cool experience. So come out Tuesdays and Thursdays. We've shifted to mornings now because afternoon streams weren't getting as many people. But the morning streams have been fantastic. That's when people like Bob show up. They engage. They answer questions. They ask questions. Come and get free agile coaching. Get get involved. I'm going to come on board. It Do was, it, man. It was, it was cool. It, it was very yeah. cool. It's a cool experience. Uh, what else? Uh, ideas for next year. Yeah. We're coming to the end of the year. Uh, we're coming up on our like tenth year of the Medicaid, mm-hmm. for gosh mm-hmm. sakes. Uh, we're running a little bit about not. We're not running out of ideas, but we want we want client ideas. We want ideas from you all. So send us. There's nothing too small. There's nothing too big. There's nothing too round. Get us your ideas, whatever that meant. I don't know what that means, but I'll just roll with it. Sounds good, Bob. So, yes. Send us. It's like a Rolling Stone. Send your Rolling Stones towards us. We need your ideas. For future Metacast. Make this podcast what you want. We want to serve you, baby. Come on. (laughs) All right. On to the episode. Welcome to Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. I'm Bob Galen. Don't call me baby cakes. I won't. <laughs> you just did. I know, but it was off. That was off the Metacast. Oh, so it didn't. So it didn't really it didn't happen. Count. It, didn't it didn't happen. Didn't, it didn't. It's out there. In if our thousands of listeners didn't hear it, then it didn't happen. It didn't happen. That's exactly right. Baby Dang. cakes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's terrible. We were talking Metacasters that baby cakes is his kryptonite. It he, is. Josh, whatever I say, it you should see it. He just he get it renders him speechless and frozen. It's like an ice bath just thrown on me. And just, I just I, no matter I, what, I don't know what to do. You're frozen. I, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Like deer in the headlights. Yeah. yeah, and he's so happy when he says it. That's the worst part. I, because it's it's like a rat pack. We've had this discussion. And it's I feel like Sammy. I feel like Dean. Do you I, have any idea that ninety five percent of our listeners don't know who you're talking about? Sammy Davis Jr. Right? Uh, Dean. Dean uh, Martin. D, thank you, Dean. See, you can. Do I only it. know them from Cannonball Run. Right? Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Old blue eyes. <laughs> Old blue eyes. What? What? <laughs> just my expression. I got. Yeah. I got a little misty there. Jeez. Oh, okay. So, topic for today. We got a long email. From Ryan in Virginia. So, number one, Ryan in Virginia. Thank you. Um, That is what we do this for. We love the feedback. We love the questions. We love the ideas. So, Ryan is wrestling with geographically dispersed teams. The other challenge that Ryan has is that one of the teams that is remote is part-time. And they're a separate company. So, that throws challenges Communication is an issue. He does talk about there's many things that are in place that are good, that are beneficial. So tooling is in a good place. The backlog is in pretty good shape. Unit tests are in place. 15-minute stand-ups run smoothly. So there's lots of things that are there. So it sounds like the doing agile is good. Right? right, doing agile is good. So they have that mindset, but communication is a challenge. And this brought me back to one of the first discussions slash arguments you and I had where we were arguing about what was more important having Jira and the tools lined up and that was going to solve everything. That was, right. that was my argument. And you were basically like, no little fella, like that's not really what matters. It's the communication and the physical boards drive that. And it's easier because it's face to face and on and on and on. And sometime later, some years later, I came back with my tail between my legs and I was like, yeah, Bob, you were right. It wasn't that, it wasn't that melodramatic. It was. Was it? In no, your, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> I mean, the tools, I, I just did a webinar for a, I, something called I, ITMPI, I think, uh, well, uh, a few, maybe this week. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't remember. Last week. If it was this it was, week, no, yeah. No, no, it was Tuesday. last week. It was last week. And this guy, you know how they have the question box. Mm-hmm. So we did the webinar. It was an hour webinar. And I left like, I was looking at the, the Q&A or the, the chat box. And this this guy, and it harkened back to Teradata a little bit. So he's, it was a one question. Same guy was uh, CMMI, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you do? How do you do this crap you're talking about with CMMI? And, and it was ch- challenging tone, right? And then the next one was uh, Jira. He was slamming Jira. He's like, I, you know, we can't do this with Jira. What tools do you recommend? So it was like a, t- you know, it was it was sort of like this twofer of. You know, we want we want to lead with tools, and mm-hmm. we want to lead with frameworks, as opposed to leading leading with right. what basic you know collaboration and things like that. So, what year is it? Two thousand and eighteen, and you're still. I, that's what I, I didn't say it to him, but I, in my mind, I was like, my God, I would I would think that those questions would go. Away. Agile's been around for twenty years, mm-hmm. and you would think that we would stop talking about freaking tools mm-hmm. leading with tools yeah not so i'm not anti-tool i'm really not but it's like that's that's the prime you know the first two questions you have are frameworks and tools mm-hmm. i remember that was the first two questions at a dude do yeah you, you don't remember do you remember oh yeah i remember it's like i mean you didn't even have a team for god's sakes there you did not have a full scrum team right and we were talking about safe and uh, and tooling mm-hmm. uh, that was the first two discussions from so from who, uh, the the VP who yep. hired you right yep. uh, and I, and it was like I wanted to just shake my head 
So let's get back. Basic. So back to Ryan's point, the thing that I'm trying to make sure people understand is that even with all those tools, it still gets down to the basics of agile communication. You have to find a way to facilitate good, strong, safe communication and having teams remote part-time third party those are barriers that having a good tool can't overcome right those are things that a good stand-up can't overcome if i said to you we have to commit to so it's communication mm-hmm. um i i'd almost like to go underneath that and say a commitment to agile principles mm-hmm. and and then and then above that is one of those is communication another mm-hmm. one might be transparency Another one might be respect. Another one might be trust. Mm-hmm. Would, would you be okay with that if I went lower? Yeah, those are the things that I lead with. When I do Agile 101, I spend the first half day talking about the Agile mindset. I don't talk about tools. I don't talk about Scrum. I don't talk about any of that stuff. I talk about all of those things and how those are drivers for success. And maybe in this case, uh, who is it, Ryan? Ryan, yeah. So in Ryan's case, it's a lot of times people... I think have this assumption that we're a distributed team. So we get a get out of jail free card when it comes to principles, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because it's difficult to, so it's difficult for us to act like an agile team. It's difficult for us to be transparent. It's difficult for us to communicate. We're, we'll stop that. We won't do that. And you and I would say, you know, just having it be a challenge is not a rationale for, for dropping it. Mm -hmm. Would you buy it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing that I look for in a team is you're not giving them, a chance to win if part of the team is part-time. Right. Because then that feedback loop is delayed. So if that person is not available for some period of time and you're left waiting, maybe you can't fill in that gap. Maybe you can. It just depends. Maybe to me in Ryan's instance, what I would do and what I've had success with with offshore teams is let the people that are together work together. So I would have that offshore remote part-time team be a team. Right. Let them run on their own, make them self-contained. Right. Let them work with the constraints that they have. Right. Don't have them slow down the team that's local. So I've tried that. I've tried to cross time so zones maybe like and everything. Work, so right. team alignment and yeah. work alignment so that you, I can have an independent team off right. offshore and, ind- and an independent team here. Right. I mean, if I said something, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Uh, I'm okay with them being part-time. I just want their prime. Let's say it's a third-party vendor, mm-hmm. and that and and we we have a contract with them, but mm-hmm. we don't have. We can't. I mean, in a perfect world, it would be nice if we said, you know, we want you forty hours a week. But that's not the contract we've signed. Yeah. We signed twenty hours a week or fifteen hours a week. I I I still think that if we focused on the basics and said whatever your fit, let's say fifteen hours, you have to be available, right? You yeah. have to communicate, like we. We want you to engage. So don't use part-time to be an excuse. We want you to be partnering with us in sprint planning, partnering with, with us in refinement, and we want you in the game with us. Like, again, what I'm saying is well, I, in, so I, in the interim, before we align a, a team offshore and onshore, is it possible for us to just say, it, just integrate with us, just, so just work around the it? The thing that you brought to the front of my brain is that's no different than someone going on vacation for half a sprint. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. You just you're, know that the capacity is 50%, it's 50% and you plan for it, right? And I'm, I'm actually saying step up to the freaking plate. You're you're on our team. Mm-hmm. You're you're in Swaziland and you're part-time. I get that. And is it optimum? Yeah, I, it's not optimum. But at the end of the day, you're part of our team. We've made a team commitment, hopefully. Right. And we need we need to make we need to figure out how we deliver this. And if you need to get up at midnight to talk to me, or I get need to get up at midnight to talk to you, then I need to take one for the team. Mm-hmm. And maybe and we need to be healthy and we need to be sensitive, etc. But uh, it sounds to me like probably now a lot of times in third parties we don't have that conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't have that set of assumptions, right? It's like we're throwing things over the wall to each other. Or we use the contract as an excuse or something. So I'm wondering, are you okay with what I just said? I am. I believe the approach I threw out gives you a better chance to succeed. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But if but if you need them to be a part of your team, then you do have to have that heart to heart and you have to decide what's important. You have to decide how important communication is to you and well, find you know a way I'm to make it happen. Arguing? And I'm going back to what you said. I'm I'm actually saying I want them to have the agile mindset. Yeah. Right? Have a have a mindset. I want us to have a mindset. I want you to have a mindset. Mm-hmm. And and if we have an agile mindset together, if you don't know what that is, we can do some training or we right. can do some coaching. But that's it's all for one, one for all. Let's figure out how we do this. Is yeah. it optimum? No. Right. Can we get shit done? Absolutely. We should right. be able to get stuff done if we commit to it. Is if if we're capable, right? If we're not morons, if we're capable, we should be able to get this done. Right. This is the moron clause. <laughs> I apologize. Funny. I no, apologize. It's funny. Right. <laughs> but I mean, in all seriousness, I, I think. I, I think like the battle sometimes is not the time zones. It's up between our ears. Isn't that true in sports? Does, a lot of times the battle is like how we perceive things. Yeah. I mean, it's it's no different than when you know a team isn't as good as you are, but somehow you end up playing down to their level, right? You end up just your brain turns off the parts that keeps you from focusing like yeah. you normally should because yeah. you think it's a cakewalk. Right. So then now there are all these barriers in front of you or there's, you know, you're all of a sudden playing the, playing the Patriots and you know, they're better than you. You know, they won six Super Bowls. So you get did down you by a touchdown. All this like sports analogy. You stuff? started it. I did. But you started. Man, you're like, oh, you're like all in. But it's no different when you watch those games and the Patriots get up by six points. Right. They're not up by a ton. Then they get right. a turnover. Right. And you can see the other team going oh, Here we go again. It's the Patriots doing Patriot things, and they just shut down. They just give up. So the same thing happens. You have these challenges laid out in front of you. You know it's going to be hard. Right. So rather than attacking the problem, you just, well, it's going to be hard, and we'll just deal with it. Now, Ryan brought up Scrum Master in that scenario as well, right? Was it a part-time Scrum Master? Yeah, there's a part-time Scrum Master. Or a new Scrum Master. Yeah. New and part-time. Now, I suspect... So he didn't, I don't think he said it, as I recall, but so a part-time, it's not the part-time, it's a new scrum master Mm -hmm. might not have the wherewithal to sort of force mindset Mm -hmm. or encourage mindset. You you with me? Yeah. So they might be a new scrum master. I could envision them focusing. I can tell you, you and I part-time would solve the mindset thing in the first week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, or at least call it out and make it, yeah. <laughs> like make it glaringly, right. glaringly visible that this is our problem and damn it, we're going to solve this. Right. right. So I don't know if it's, I doubt whether it's the part time, it's maybe the skill or mm-hmm. they're a new, it's just the master. experience, it's right? The experience. Yeah. 
and they don't necessarily know what to do, or they're just a, they're just sort of. It's probably tactical. It's like you don't solve this with tactics. You don't solve it, solve this in the retro just by having a retro. No, it goes back to what we talked about in the live stream today. It's yeah. the culture, right? You've yeah. got to set that agile mindset, which is a culture play. Yeah, you've got to get that going, and it, yeah. until you do, it's not. It, it doesn't matter. You can have all the things that Ryan lists. So Ryan checks all of the boxes. Yep. Right. But it's he's still not doing, getting you. He's doing scrum. He's yeah. got all the pieces in yeah. place. He can mark all the all the boxes as yes, we did it, but that cultural piece is still there. Now, the other impediment might be years ago, I remember when I was at Deutsche Bank, and I've told this story in another Metacast probably years ago, but um I was talking to a team in Estonia. So I was doing some agile training to a team in Estonia or something somewhere mm-hmm. in in Eastern Europe. Uh, and uh, they were, we were working with them, but having issues. And I did an agile 101 mm-hmm. to try to, you know, uh, and they were contract. They were a third party. Uh, Deutsche Bank had a large contract with them. So they were, they were one of the agile consulting firms over there. And uh, they listened to me for an hour uh, but then they came back and they interrupted me and they said, we're not incented to, to uh, work together. We're incented to work individually. So I was, I was painting, mm. the, I was painting the Kumbaya team thing, right? Not just for us, but for them and the mm-hmm. expectations. And someone said, our current contract is not set up for team based. There's nothing in it for us. We, we get paid and paid more. Uh, if we just ignore everyone around us and work on just our task code. list yeah. and, and create code. And I, I, I starkly remember ending the call, uh, and it wasn't them, but I was like, oh, we have a contract. We have we have an agreement problem, mm-hmm. right? So it's mindset. Now, I could see with a third party sometimes, depending on how their leadership set up the contract or how their managers, their local managers, are communicating to the team, mm-hmm. you, you may not be able to adjust it, by talking to the team about their mindset, you may have to go higher. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you probably have to go back to your team that signed the contract. Exactly, say, we've, we've got to make some adjustments. We, we screwed the pooch yeah. on this, right? We're, we're agile, but the so the contract is a tactical contract, not a mindset contract, not a collaboration, and we we messed that up, and we had to go back and sort of redo that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it, it it might be beyond the team. So that's the thing I'm saying. So, so for Ryan, he may want to look under the covers and say, what agreements do we have in place yeah. with that vendor? Right. Right. So what agreements? And the second part of it is how, how are, how are they, are their managers incented? So what messaging? So you may even want to mindset, uh, a main, a mindset mind meld with their management team before you start talking to the team, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's something that's been very successful on my end when working with remote teams is traveling there, understanding the culture, absolutely, seeing how they're set up, talking to the managers, the leaders there, understanding how they run that ship and trying to figure out how you can work with them within their framework, but also have them align with what you're doing. Actually, Brian, that would be to take the scrum master with you if you can. Yeah. Right. Try to finesse the dollars and just, and just do that. So you're, you're absolutely right. Actually, this mindset discussion the conversations, the inter- it would be best done face to face if you could do it, right? So, yeah. so not a virtual call, but go and get that scrum master over there. It is much harder to be uh, dysfunctional when you when you've met people. Mm-hmm. I think I found that out years. Just- but you also 
the thing that you quickly learn, you quickly detect is all those things that you talked about around how they are incented, the way they operate, how their other contracts are set up, the way they work with their 55 other customers that are out there. Maybe their other customers are cool with that. Now you're coming out of left field and asking them to work differently. Right. So now you have to spend time with their leadership and get them to understand this is why, this is how, this is the what. Right. And work with them to do that. And doing that over the phone, trying to explain it, isn't going to be as effective as just being there. Plus, then you start to understand, you see the challenges that people are up against. Maybe they don't have a good room set up. Maybe right. they're all in offices and they don't talk to each other. Maybe they're all working from home. You know, so whatever those things increased are. Increased empathy and yeah. understanding. Would, would you would you back away from the conversation? Uh, would you, you know, let's say you go over there and you discover, holy crap, this is there's like three hurdles. So I don't back away. What I do and what I've learned in my trips is understanding the culture, not just the culture of the company, but the culture of the country and how people operate and right. communicate and right. interact and the way they just the, the culture of that country, seeing and understanding that. And then I had this ongoing mistake where I would try and jam the way we operated here right. and carry right. on them right. in Malaysia, in Eastern Europe, in right. China, when those cultures just operate very differently. And then you look at Eastern Asia and Eastern Europe and those cultures are very different. And I was trying to make them work the same way right. as the Eastern US. Right. And that wasn't working. What what worked for us didn't work for these other locations. I didn't get it. People told me. So I had friends that were from there or had visited there. And they were like, Josh, you just don't understand the culture. And I was right. like, ah, that's ridiculous. You know, right. this, this isn't about culture. This is about just doing work effectively. Right. You know, and I thought I could overcome that with Agile and just swing that hammer. Would you and swing the work. mindset, though? Yes. And so it's mindset. You right. Can, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking around. Mindset yeah. we can force, right? Not force, but mindset we can Mindset you communicate and then you challenge them to meet that and right. but tactics and tools right and approaches can be more flexible and it got back to the thing that i've talked about in the past that we that that we created a contract right uh, within software engineering these are the contractual requirements that we have not the dotted line when you're yep. agreeing to pay these guys a certain dollar amount per hour exactly. or whatever, but the, but the contract of how we communicate. So we thought about APIs and API right. has a contract, right? This is the expected input. This is the expected output. So we created that with those teams right? and how they wanted to operate under the covers was up to them, was up to them. Let them maximize their culture, the way they work, the team right. they have. Right. But we still had to have a mindset of continuous improvement of communication, but they could of not, collaboration. They couldn't opt out of like transparency. They couldn't opt no, out of communication. No, right? because the because the contract defined that. Exactly. So every two weeks you had to stand up and show this is what we did. Right. If you wanted to operate in sprints, cool. If you didn't want to operate in sprints, that's your demo, choice. But, but every two something. weeks we're going to demo what you've done. Yep. And then once a month you're going to publish an update to your roadmap yep. and your PSI plan and yep. you're going to share it across the entire organization. Yeah. So all those things that we do, that and we do that by the way too, right? Yeah. So so yeah. it's not like we're right. We you can see ours. everybody, every every team within the organization right. that that was the API contract that we put in place that everybody had to meet. Right. And if you didn't meet that, you got a four hundred four error, right? right? And then you got sat down and said, okay, so this is this is the requirement. We're not asking for a lot. We're asking for these six things. 
you have to meet it. And if you can't meet it, we'll find somebody that can. So we're sort of saying like a key recommendation is charter based. So have a principle based chartering exercise, mm-hmm. preferably face, much preferably face to face and reestablish the protocol. Right. Right. And I, I don't get the feeling that that's happened here. I got the, I get the feeling like they focus tactics and not on mindset. Mm-hmm. And then I think this this newbie scrum master's part of it probably didn't. Well, happen. and right, and both you and I know that those tactics aren't going to create the mindset. Those, no, no. Again, you'll be able to check the box, and you might right. tell yourself that you're agile, but in reality, the mindset pieces aren't in place. Right. And you've got all the things that are easier to check off and make yourself feel better that are in place. Do you think Ryan dropped the ball here a little bit? With all due respect, Ryan, I'm not I'm not throwing you under the bus, but but I'm. I don't so I don't think so because number one he reached out to us right he recognizes it's a problem okay got that right so he reached out to us he's asking for help with a roadmap of team improvement what are the things I can do right so uh, to me I think he's doing the right thing just maybe like this scrum master that he has he ran into a problem he's not sure where to go he landed here okay said okay I need some help okay so now we are that help but this is not just tell the scrum master coach this. This is to me. This is Ryan plus Scrum Master. Yeah, because this is this needs weight. Yeah. This needs collaboration. This isn't just an impediment where you say Scrum Master handle your impediment. Mm-hmm. This is a leadership. This is Ryan setting that culture in place, exactly. setting the mindset, exactly. exactly demanding that the mindset be in place and be met yeah. and continually expecting it, continually so the Scrum promoting it. Sort of along for the ride. Yeah. This they're right. learning. They're they're under his wing, but this is a, this is a leadership, and this is. This makes us happy. I mean, mm-hmm. this is our job. This yeah. is what we should, as leaders, this is what we should be doing. Okay. I think we beat that one, don't you think so? Anything I, else on the distributed team? We covered some nice distributed team dynamics, like setting it up, I think, for success. So those visits, and make the visits bi-directional. Ah, don't always go yeah, there. We yeah. had tremendous success with bringing members of their team here Seeing our ceremony, so we talked about the contract and all those meetings that we had to prepare and get those ceremonies ready, we let them see how we operated. Yep. Now, again, what I evolved to, not out of the gate, what I evolved to was working with them to see how they could deliver the same right. with their approach. Right. So they at least saw what we were expecting, and we didn't leave them feeling like they were aiming for a moving target. Yep. So we gave them a stable target said, this is what we're asking you to do. And then we work with them to find a way on their end to deliver against yeah, that. I, I agree with that. There's a, when I was at Velocity Partners, our perfect scenarios were when clients budgeted funds so that they could visit us and we could visit them mm-hmm. on some cyclical nature. The other thing is it's not just one person. Sometimes you fall into the trap of the team lead from offshore will come Yeah, it's got to be multiples. Uh, and it's it's rotated around the team. Um, they actually used to look at it as a perk. It was like, cool, we're coming to the States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't just a day trip. They would stay for a week or two. Yeah, we would do multiple weeks yeah, in both work, directions. Work with the team, right? So this isn't a BS sort of rah-rah trip. This is, let's get work done. Yeah. That's partner, pair, et cetera. Yeah, that, that makes a huge difference. You have to budget for that. That's the other thing I think here. Uh, for Ryan is the other advice is rethink whatever you've budgeted for offshore, you may need to increase that. So, so increase the budget to allow for, you know, rebuilding the effectiveness of the relationship. Right. Yeah. So the cadence that we put in place was 
every quarter there was a visit yep. and we would trade. Yep. So in Q1, they would come to us. In Q2, we would go to them. In Q3, they would come to us. Q4, we would go to them. So yeah. so that way you aren't traveling every quarter, yep. but people are traveling yep. every quarter in opposite directions. I, I've seen, I've seen, I, we did that at Icon. I've seen that work really, really effectively. Um, and again, cut through the excuses. Mm -hmm. like, like it's going to cost money for that stuff. Yeah. Right. That's not cheap is, is doing two weeks traveling trips and things. But the, that's actually part, you need to start building in the assumption that that's part, there's a cost for remote teams. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, we can, and everyone thinks the cost is lower and it may be, but make sure if you're going, if you have this distributed team model that you're, that you're investing the money and making that transparent of what do we need to do to make it effective? Mm -hmm. And this would be the travel proposition, right? So, and, and that actually might be an impetus to then co-locate co co those teams. You know what I'm, mm -hmm. like we don't want, oh my gosh, it's more, it's actually costing us more right. with the travel. Maybe we need to rethink mm -hmm. how we've constructed the teams and how we've assigned work mm -hmm. for those teams. Okay, cool. Stick a fork in it. Sure, we can stick a fork in it. You think so? I think yeah. I think we've it's November, so we'll talk turkey. And oh, we'll talk turkey. <laughs> slice off some giblets. <laughs> All right, that sounded that <laughs> terrible. Sound, that sounded that did not come out well. <laughs> no. All right, so from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, <laughs> with his giblets in the wind, I'm uh, Bob Galen. I'm Josh Anderson. Shake and bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>